Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, Kristen Dovniak here. I have a topic that is very timely today that I wanted to share with you. Everyone's relationship with food around the holidays is different. Well, everyone's relationship with food, just in general, is different. But I think all of us hold um, a different set of feelings around eating around the holidays, depending on what your experience has been um, growing up around food around the holidays or your history of dieting and whether your experience is stress, overwhelm, overeating, or restricting yourself, maybe restricting and binging, whatever your experience is eating around the holidays, today I want to give you a little bit of encouragement. And what I want to encourage you with today is that what you've been learning about tuning into your body and intuitive eating doesn't have to change just because it's the holidays. Just because you experience food in a certain way, maybe growing up or over the last few years, doesn't mean it has to be that way now. Some things are going to be different because it's the holidays. But what I want to share with you today is how to maintain or encourage nourished intuitive eating over the course of the holiday season so stress or diet culture doesn't catch you off guard. My experience with food around the holidays was not that dissimilar from just my experience with food growing up. Um, except that I think the holidays, we, we as a family tended to think of them as a time of indulgence. So a period of indulgence where we would eat foods that we wouldn't normally eat and eat a lot of them, kind of no holds barred. The rest of the year we were supposed to eat quote unquote healthy, but during the holidays, all bets were off. We could eat whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted in whatever quantity. Um, there wasn't, you know, an underlying, I guess, 
there wasn't really an underlying thought of, you know, oh, we're going to restrict um, come January. But I did notice a lot of diet talk growing up and a lot of, well, I'm just being bad now, but, you know, after the holidays, I'm going to be good. So I don't know if there is the direct talk about dieting. I know that I have certain family members that talked about being on a diet or off a diet all the time or, oh, I shouldn't eat that or these foods are bad, but it's the holidays. So there was a lot of that, a lot of that good and bad and should and shouldn't around food growing up, but that wasn't that dissimilar than my experience with my family around food growing up anyway, but I think it was just a little bit more extreme around the holidays. There was one experience in particular that really sticks out to me. It was in my early years of college when I was really in the depths of my disordered eating. I had been a couple years into my eating disorder and I know that my family had noticed that I had dropped a significant amount of weight, but I was so convinced that I was healthy and I think I was pretty good at convincing them that I was healthy too. I'm sure they were suspicious um, because I was at a really, really unhealthy place, but around the holidays, I think I had this this urge, this idea in my head that I needed to prove myself. I needed to prove my health to them and sort of um, prove that I was just like them too. Even though I was on this healthy streak is kind of what I thought of it as. Even though I was the healthy one, it was okay. I could still be normal just like them. And I think it was an effort to sort of prove myself to them. But it was one Thanksgiving and I was probably... Um, probably 17 or 18, um, and I challenged my cousin to an eating contest on Thanksgiving, and she was game for it because, you know, Thanksgiving is that day where most of us are like, oh man, I'm going to eat until I am so stuffed I can barely move, and at this point, I was restricting myself all the time with everything I ate, exercising to make up for every single calorie. It was so unhealthy and I was I was in such such a sad place thinking back to it because I wasn't healthy at all and I thought I was doing all of it for my health, but I was in this desperate place where I wanted any excuse to not be restricted. So this eating competition um, was sort of this way of me being able to release, to to binge on purpose, but for a reason, because it was normal to binge, to eat a little bit crazier on Thanksgiving. So my cousin and I went and we ate plate after plate after plate of food, and we both ended up nauseous and almost sick, um, just really kind of like writhing on the couch because we were so full after eating plate after plate of food and we decided that there was no winner that both of us kind of lost because we both felt absolutely terrible but there was this small part of me that was a little bit satisfied and not satisfied in a positive way that we're looking for in intuitive eating and eating foods that are satisfied but just being able to eat until I was full which I wouldn't let myself do for months and months And I know that this isn't everyone's experience, that this is a really extreme case, but how many of us go through our lives restricting ourselves in the name of health, maybe not to the extreme that I went to, but feeling like the holidays are a reprieve, 
They are a time where we can let go because it's expected that we eat all sorts and all quantities of quote unquote unhealthy foods and it's the only time we can eat foods that are satisfying that we go off the wall and we have this mindset of the diet starts on January 1st or maybe it's not a diet anymore to you but it's my healthy lifestyle will start back up again on January 1st. I think a lot of us go through life that way and if we're not experiencing it now, we've experienced it in the past and we can we can relate to it. And what I want to encourage you with today is that you can stay both healthy, that means in a state where you are feeling good on a consistent basis, where your body feels good, you're feeling nourished and vibrant and alive and energized, and eat intuitively around the holidays. And that includes foods that are satisfying. It includes saying yes to those special foods. And it also includes learning how to say no to the things that really aren't the things that we want and that we don't have to eat foods or overeat foods just because it's the holidays. So what I wanted to do today is give you 10 tips for staying healthy and maintaining an intuitive relationship with food around the holidays. So my tip number one is to maintain your baseline self-care routine. So I want you to take a second and just consider right now, what are the baseline level things you need to do on a daily basis to feel good? So a few examples of these things for me are drinking a ton of water. I notice when I am not drinking enough water. And, you know, this amount is different for everyone. I mean, usually the general guideline is like half your body weight in ounces, but I recommend that you don't weigh yourself at all. So starting with about eight cups for, you know, the average adult is a good amount and then go from there and see what makes you feel good and makes you feel energized. In the beginning of learning to drink more water, you will have to pee all of the time. If you're pregnant, you're gonna have to pee all the time anyway. And this is okay. Peeing is good. It means your body is flushing out anything it doesn't need. It means that, you know, you're, you're hydrated and that's good. You want your pee to be clear or at least light yellow. Um, and you don't have to be obsessive over this. You know, we can be, become obsessive with any habits in our life, but drinking a lot of water and, you know, not obsessing over it, but drinking enough that our bodies feel good and we feel hydrated and we're not feeling thirsty is really important. So number one, drinking enough water. Number two, getting enough sleep. I know around the holidays, this can be hard in particular. We have a lot of parties and events and, you know, things to go to and it's an exciting time. We want to stay up late and watch Christmas movies or, you know, just stay for one last drink and dessert with our friends. And and these things are all well and good and fun. And I totally encourage you to socialize and enjoy this season. And we will talk more about that later for sure. But sleep is also really important. It doesn't mean you need to leave the party at 7.30, but it means being conscious of having a healthy sleep routine so that you are getting the rest your body needs. Not getting the rest your body needs can really mess with your hunger signals and, of course, your energy levels throughout the day, which can also make it harder to eat in a way that feels really good for us and feels nourishing um, because what we're doing is we're just sort of nourishing our, our low energy levels rather than, than nourishing our body um, and boosting our energy levels, if, if that makes sense. So water's great, getting enough sleep, regular movement. Now, this does not at all mean you need to jump into some crazy fitness routine because it's the holidays. What I mean by this is moving on a regular basis. 
If you live in a colder climate like New England, like I do, it does get cooler around the holidays. But we also have some beautiful warm days in November and December. So why not head out for a walk? Why not bundle up and go out for a walk after dinner with your family or after a holiday meal? And this isn't to make up for anything or anything of that sort. It's just to move your body because it is important in maintaining our physical and our mental health. So moving regularly just to feel good and moving in a way that does feel good. So not forcing yourself to do a certain exercise because you feel like that's what you should do, but learning to really tune in to what feels good in this season. Because I think a lot of us get into a routine and then, you know, eventually we either fall off the routine because it doesn't feel good anymore. And then we feel like we have to get back into the same routine or We've been doing a routine for so long, we realize we're not, you know, getting joy out of it anymore. It's okay to switch things up. It's okay to change. It's actually really healthy for your body to mix things up and be challenged in different ways. So water, sleep, movement, also regular nourishing meals. So eating regularly. This is something else I'm going to talk about in a little bit more length in a little bit, but making sure that you are eating regularly. And this might mean that you need to anticipate your hunger a little bit. If you're out and about holiday shopping and you know that you're going to be at the mall all day long and maybe you want to eat food court food or maybe you don't, having snacks on hand so you can honor your hunger when it pops up rather than waiting until you get home and you're ravenous and you eat everything in the cupboard, that's not going to help your overall energy levels and it's not going to help you be better in tuned with your body. So just think of these baseline things, water, sleep, movement, regularly nourishing yourself with meals that feel good. So maintaining this baseline self-care routine is number one. None of these things are things that you need to drastically change. They're just making sure that you are taking care of yourself on a daily basis because the better you're taking care of yourself on a daily basis in a time that might be a little bit more stressful, the better you'll be able to approach those situations that might be a little bit harder, whether that be challenging to your intuitive eating or you know maybe a little bit stressful mentally because maybe you're encountering family members that make you uncomfortable or whatever happens you know maybe budgeting christmas shopping whatever pops up your baseline self-care routine is going to help give you that baseline for feeling good on a regular basis so my second tip then is to don't try and add anything new this is a time for tuning in not tuning up There is plenty of time the rest of the year to up-level your self-care, healthy living routine. Now, there are some areas of your self-care routine you might want to, you know, take a step up in the holiday season, and I'll talk about that. But it's not about making drastic changes, right? And I'm, I'm more so on the side of not making drastic changes ever. It's all about those small changes adding up. But I really, really firmly believe that especially during this time, habits are great, But now is not the time to focus on new ones. Now is the time to tune into your body, focus on those baseline self-care things, and really just nourish yourself exactly where you're at. Hey mama, do the holidays bring up more anxiety than they do holly jolly? Do you feel a little more like the Grinch than Santa Claus when it comes to thinking about holiday parties and how you're going to survive all of them and all the food? Or maybe you feel a lot more like Santa Claus and you're worried you're going to go for the cookies at every house again this year and end up on January 1st diving headfirst into a cookie cleanse. Back to the on-again, off-again cycle once more. Here's the deal. 
There are a lot of so-called experts out there who give you bad advice around controlling yourself around food around the holidays. But the truth is, the more we try to control, the more out of control we become. So how do you survive the holidays, feeling good, making choices that actually serve you, eating just enough cookies to feel good, and singing like Cindy Lou Who on Christmas morning? Join me on November 29th for a healthy, balanced holiday, a free webinar all about worrying less about food and enjoying the season more. Click the link in the show notes to join and have a hollier, jollier, less stressed, and less obsessed holiday. Tip number three is to remember that we all have the ability to self-moderate without rules and without restrictions. In fact, rules and restrictions can actually make it harder to tune into our body like I've been talking about and self-moderate. And when I say self-moderate, I mean when we're at those parties and we feel a little bit overwhelmed because there are a lot of foods and maybe a lot of foods we really enjoy and maybe we're feeling like we don't think we can control ourselves around the food, remember that you have the tools to self-moderate, putting rules and restrictions around the food like, oh, I'm only going to have three appetizers and one dessert, can create this restriction rebellion cycle. Because maybe we have those three appetizers we decided was the number in our head we were allowed to have. And then we see something that we really like. And we're really trying to eat intuitively. And we really want to eat that thing. And maybe we're still a little bit hungry too. But I told myself I was only going to have three. And then you eat the fourth. Well, then what happens? Oftentimes we get into this rebellious mindset where we're like, well, I blew it now, might as well eat all the appetizers and who cares if I'm even hungry for dinner because I am just, and you know, that spiral starts to happen. So the restriction ends up turning into rebellion. And what I want to remind you of here is that you are allowed to eat satisfying foods that you like all year long long. This is not your only chance to eat satisfying foods. And yes, there are going to be some foods around the holidays that are different than other times of the year. It's okay to say yes to those foods. It's also okay to say no to those foods. You don't have to eat them just because they're a once a year food, right? Like who likes fruitcake? I actually do like fruitcake. With some almond butter on top, it's delicious. But a lot of people don't like fruitcake. You don't have to eat it just because it's a Christmas thing, right? But this is not your only chance to eat those satisfying foods. It is totally okay to eat that fourth appetizer, not that you should be counting, but to eat that fourth appetizer if you really want it. But it's also okay to not have it just because you feel like there won't be another chance. You are always allowed permission to eat foods that are satisfying to you all of the time. Every day of the year, 365 days, it's not just around the holidays. So around the holidays, honing in on what is actually going to satisfy you in the moment that day. What is your body asking for right now? How hungry are you? Are you even hungry for appetizers? Maybe you're not so hungry for appetizers and you grab one or two because they look really good and that's fine. And then you, you know, you eat your full meal or however much of your meal feels good and that's great. Or maybe you're really hungry when the appetizers come out and you want to eat a little bit, you know, something more substantial, and then maybe you don't eat as much at dinner. That's okay too. It's okay to eat based on what your body needs and what your body wants in the moment, any time of the year, especially during the holidays. And having this full permission can be the most freeing thing ever. And I know that for some people it can feel really overwhelming. Giving themselves full permission to food over the holidays can be like 
oh my goodness, I'm going to eat all of the things. But here's the thing. You have a choice. You have a choice to eat all of the things or eat none of the things. And just remember that. You have full permission to choose what is satisfying to you in the moment. Tip number four. I already started touching on this in tip number one. But it's to feed yourself well and regularly. Okay, so I understand that during the holidays, especially, it can get a little bit crazy. There's a lot of people vying for attention. There are a lot of events. There are a lot of things going on. There are gifts to buy. There are dishes to make. There are, there's wrapping, there's decorating. There's all of these things going on. It can be really easy to ignore our hunger and not nourish ourselves on a regular basis. Or we can consciously ignore our hunger because we're trying to, you know, quote unquote, save up for dinner later on. That's a tactic that I used a lot in my dieting days. And guess what? It doesn't work. (laughs) It creates that restriction and rebellion that I was talking about earlier. So feeding yourself well, and when I say feeding yourself well, that's tuning in to your hunger, which will help you better tune into your fullness and tuning into your satisfaction and focusing on the foods that you know feel good in your body. So your general balance plate. So making sure that your foods have a healthy source of protein, some sort of vegetable or a fruit, carbohydrate, and healthy fat. Simple as that. So It means, you know, not just grabbing a slice of bread on the way out the door. Sometimes that's all you can grab and that's going to hold you over for a while. But whenever you can, having a full meal, sitting down to full meals whenever you are able. And when you are not able, carrying snacks that are satisfying. And I recommend carrying a couple different types of snacks so you can really honor what is satisfying in your hunger level when you are on the go. So something like carrying a Lara bar with you to have something a little bit sweet and carrying some salted almonds to have something a little bit more savory. Maybe you end up eating both. Maybe you just want one of them. But carrying some things with you when you're out and about so that you can honor your hunger right away because this is going to help you better honor your body later on. So feeding yourself well and feeding yourself regularly throughout the day, trying to have those, you know, solid meals throughout the day as much as you can, but when you can't, making sure you have really satisfying snacks on hand to bridge you to the next meal. So you're showing up at your meals calm, not more stressed and ravenous, okay? And like I said, this can be anticipating your hunger rather than saving your calories. You need calories, okay? Calories is just another word for energy. You need energy all day long. When you're hungry, it just means that your body is out of fuel and it needs a refuel. Just like a car, when the gas light is on, you've got to put gas in it or it's not going to run very well. And eventually, it's going to shut down. The same thing happens with your body. By like going as far as you can on the car with no gas until it breaks down, it's not going to work as well. And then yes, you're going to fill it up to the top and it's going to go, but that's not a healthy way to live. That's our body doesn't work like a machine, right? Our body needs that energy on a regular basis. Okay. Saving your calories until the evening time or whenever your party is, whenever your event is, is only going to make you feel more crazy around food when you get there. So feeding yourself well and feeding yourself regularly anticipating your hunger, knowing that, you know, every few hours you're probably going to need some fuel. And this isn't something where 
it's a rule where you have to eat every few hours, but just knowing that, you know, every three to five hours, your body probably needs a little bit of fuel. So having that on hand, if you're going to be out and about so that you can make it to your next meal, feeling calm and collected rather than ravenous. So you avoid that restriction and rebellion cycle. And this leads into tip number five. Tip number five is approaching parties with curiosity, not restriction. So this is this is really piggyback, piggybacking on the tip that I just mentioned, okay? So it's about feeding yourself regularly throughout the day rather than, you know, saving up for the party later on. Um, and then when you're getting to the party, it's considering what you actually want and what would actually be satisfying to you. So a lot of times what this takes is you know, maybe there's a big spread when you get there, or maybe the food comes out a little bit at a time, but it's making sure you're well-fed throughout the day. So you come to the meal or the party or whatever event it is calm, taking a deep breath when you get there. And rather than running to the food table, this is why it's important to be fed well before. So you're not starving when you get there. And I know things happen. It happens sometimes and that's okay. But you know, as much as you can show up to whatever event it is more calm, the better. It's taking a deep breath, looking at the spread, looking at each thing that's offered to you, and considering what you actually want, what your body is actually asking for. Remembering that you can eat satisfying foods at any time, 365 days a year. What is satisfying to you now, in this moment, this day? Maybe you don't eat pigs in a blanket every day. And you see them and you're like, oh man, I should eat that because I only get that a couple times a year, but I don't really want that right now. What actually looks good to me is that cheese tray over there. Choose the cheese tray. Choose what's most satisfying to you because what happens when we don't choose what's satisfying to us is we tend to search for this phantom food where we're we're eating food to try and get that satisfaction that we're not getting because we're not letting ourselves eat the food that we actually want. And this can happen even in a small, you know, kind of level at things like parties. Um, And again, this isn't about a rule where you have to choose the most satisfying foods or you're going to ruin everything. It's just about learning to tune in in the moment. So you're learning to tune into your body on a daily basis by making sure you have those daily self-care practices. You're not adding anything new. You're just focusing on nourishing yourself on a daily basis, making sure that you're feeding yourself regularly, remembering that we all have the the ability to self-moderate without rules, without restrictions, but the key here is satisfaction. Okay? And tip number six is a reminder And I mentioned this before, that you have full permission to say yes to whatever foods are satisfying to you and full permission to say no. It's okay if great aunt Sally comes up to you with a second serving of sweet potato casserole and you're full and you don't want it. She might shove it on you. She might put it on your plate. It's okay to not eat it. You are not making anyone else feel bad by choosing what feels good in your body, okay? And even if you do, it is completely okay to say, thank you so much, this looks great, and I really enjoyed it, but I'm actually already satisfied. It's 100% okay to say that. You get to own your food choices. You get to own your body. 
No one else is in your body. You do not need to feel pressure by anyone else. Even if that pressure is there, remind yourself that you have permission to say yes and you also have permission to say no. So whether that means saying yes to seconds or no to seconds or thirds or those cookies that everyone else is really enjoying but they just don't look that good to you, it's okay to pass. It's okay to say no. And, you know, something that I'm going to talk about really soon, um, but I think it's important to mention here, is there is oftentimes pressure from people who are not at the same point in your food journey as you are. Whatever point you are in your food and intuitive eating journey, when they choose a food that they deem bad or they deem something that they shouldn't have and you choose to say no, sometimes we do have people in our lives who will say something, who will say like, oh, are you just being good or whatever? You also have full permission to ignore that (laughs) because only you know your body and like I said before you get to own your food choices you don't have to listen to diet culture you don't have to feel pressured by anyone else you have full permission to say yes to say no and to own your food choices and your body so tip number seven is to remember your values. Remember your values around food. Remember your values around eating. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are searching for a balance as a mom. And what we talk about here all the time is learning how to both simplify nutrition and tune in to your intuition and what feels really good to you and drown out the noise of that food and diet talk where those shoulds and those shouldn'ts come up or those rules and restrictions. Only you can determine what feels good in your body. But you know what? When you're in crowds of people, this is just the culture that we live in. Food and diet talk is bound to come up. So consistently checking in with your values is important. What do you value around food and around health? If you value freedom, if you value choice, if you value living without rules, if you value nourishing yourself in a way that feels good just to you, these are all great things. What else is important to you? Is it important to you that you eat meals with your family? Is it important to you that you're not bogged down by tracking foods? Just because your cousin tells you that, you know, this brand new program is the best thing in the whole world and it's going to change everyone's health and everyone's going to be so much healthier for it, doesn't mean you need to listen. Like I said, you know yourself better than anyone else in the entire world. Dieting is an easy way to a quick fix, especially if you have dieted in the past, if you've restricted, if you've done, you know, Weight Watchers or any of those programs that require you to track, you know, points, macros, things like that, right? It's really easy. It's really easy to turn to dieting. It's easy to turn to dieting in the holidays. It's easy to say, I'm going to go on a diet come New Year. But remember that quick fixes never lead to long-term success in whatever area, in health, in weight loss, and focusing on your values. Now that is what creates habits that last. What do you value about food? What do you value about your health? Come back to that when you're hearing that food and diet talk, okay? You don't have to engage in it. 
at all. You can politely excuse yourself if diet talk is happening. You can redirect the conversation. Or if you're comfortable, you can even gently remind the person you're speaking with that health is influenced by behaviors, not numbers, and that you're focusing on habits that improve the way you feel. You never know what seeds might be planted when you mention something like that. As long as you're being kind and you're being polite, it's an important part of respecting our body and respecting our food journey is to disengage from these conversations in whatever way feels most comfortable to you. And in the same vein, any of you who are introverts like me, this one is for you, okay? Tip number eight, take time to recharge alone if possible. The holidays can be really stressful. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of things being tossed around that can be really stressful and really overwhelming. It can be really burdensome on our mental health and and even our physical health too, right? So it's important to take intentional time for self-care. Now, I already talked about the baseline level self-care things, and I also talked about not adding anything new or anything drastic to your self-care routine. But something that I do recommend, especially during the holidays, is intentionally blocking out time each and every week for intentional self-care. Okay, so what are you going to do for yourself once a week? Maybe it's asking your husband to put the kids to bed so you can take an Epsom salt bath. Or maybe it's going and getting a manicure if that's within your budget or even a massage. Or maybe it's just taking the time on a Saturday afternoon to go for a walk with some Christmas music or a podcast in your ears. Something that nourishes your soul, okay? Something where you can completely disconnect from the emotions of everyone else and connect with your own body and tune back in to what you and your body needs. There can be a lot going on in the holidays. Like I said, it can be stressful, it can be crazy, it can be overwhelming. So taking that time for for self-care, taking that intentional time for you can help you tune back into yourself and what you need. It's a really great time to check back in with those baseline self-care habits. Am I getting enough water? Have I been sleeping well lately or have I been sleeping enough lately? Am I feeding myself regular meals or am I just snacking throughout the day because it's been a little bit crazy? Am I moving my body on a regular basis and does that feel good or does that not feel good? So checking in with yourself, taking that intentional time for self-care, whatever that looks like for you, having tools in your toolbox for stress in place, knowing that it's inevitable, that it's going to come up. So you're not turning to food if that has been your experience in the past, which I know it has been for a lot of people. It's not like that for everyone, but whether or not, you know, food is an issue in this area, it's really important for your mental health to take time to recharge alone if possible. Tip number nine then is a reminder that you do not need to reset or detox after parties after events, or after the holidays in general. Please do not make plans to diet on January 1st. What that's doing is proactively sabotaging yourself. Like I talked about before, about that restriction and rebellion when we put those rules around food and then we feel like, you know, we we are we rebel when we don't live up to those rules, which inevitably happens, okay? If you are making plans to diet on January 1st, and when I say diet, it is any sort of restriction or go on a detox or whatever, we can 
add daily practices to our life that helps our body detox the things that, you know, might not feel great in our body, like maybe we're having a little bit more alcohol. There are very simple things that you can do to support your detox organs, your kidney and your liver, like drinking enough water, maybe adding some chlorophyll to your water or a squeeze of lemon. You can dry breast your skin. There are very simple things that we can do if we do feel like our body's been overrun with so-called toxins. That's a very broad um, concept, right? But it doesn't mean you need to go on a diet or restrict your foods or start, you know, go, you know, tracking points or macros or calories on January 1st. If you're doing that, if you are telling yourself that I'm just going to do good on January 1st so I can be as bad as I want to be now, you are going to be really bad now. And when I say bad, it's whatever your definition of bad is, right? So it's really easy to have this mindset of it's fine now. It's fine. I have permission to eat whatever I want now, but come January, I've got to rein things back in. But how much better would it feel, friend, if you didn't have to rein things back in January? If you went through the season tuning into your body, not feeling guilt or shame over your food choices, knowing that you have permission to choose satisfying foods, and when you do choose satisfying foods, you are much less likely to binge or overeat or have that rebellious mindset around food where you eat all the things because you broke the rules. You're going to do that all you know, month or couple months long if you have this idea that you have to restrict yourself come January. If you're tuning into your body throughout the season, making drastic overhauls is unnecessary. So a few things that are really helpful phrases to focus on and maybe journal on throughout the season are that I am honoring my body by saying yes to what sounds good and will feel good and no to what won't. I am allowed to set boundaries around what feels good to me both with food, experiences, and people. I am allowed to disengage from body or food shaming conversations. I have permission to enjoy holiday foods without guilt or compensation. It's okay if sometimes I eat past fullness. It's okay if sometimes I'm still hungry after a meal because it wasn't satisfying. It is okay to make choices that serve me all season long and not have to go on a diet on January 1st. Tip number 10 is to take the focus off of the food. I spent most of the last nine tips sharing about how to manage food and eating. And of course, I talked about self-care too. And food is so great around the holidays. I'm a foodie. I love so many fun foods that come around the holidays. When I think of the holidays, I think of these really yummy peanut butter ginger cookies that I've been making for probably a decade now and my family loves because we do only make them around the holidays because they're fun. They've got crystallized ginger and they're kind of crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. I think of my dad's incredible cranberry sauce. He makes it with these um, whole cranberries so they kind of pop in your mouth and it's sweet and sour and lately he's been adding some orange juice and a little bit of cinnamon to it and it is so delicious and satisfying with some turkey and gravy which is what we usually have for Thanksgiving 
or my mom's broccoli bake that she's been making my entire life and is just something that everyone loves and we kind of fight over as a family because we all enjoy it so much. And those food experiences are really joyful. And I look forward to those things around the holidays because they are fun experiences. But ultimately, the holidays are about family and about spending time together and about being grateful for all that we have been given and being grateful for the blessings that we have, for the privilege we have to live in North America. If you are listening to this podcast, you are privileged. And it is about being you know, thankful and grateful around Thanksgiving. And then, of course, for me as a Christian, Christmas is about Jesus being born and coming into this world. It isn't about the food. When you're focusing only on food, you will likely remember more the times you let food dictate your experiences than the experiences themselves. So let's instead focus on the moments that create the memories, not the food. You can let food have a place in the holidays. But remember, it's not all about the food. It is about the moments that create the memories. Especially, I know as most of you are mamas, when you look back on your holidays with your littles, you do not want to be thinking about how much you stressed over food or how guilty you felt after eating those Christmas cookies with your kids and then how you went on a diet in January. You're going to want to think about how much you enjoyed spending time with the people that you love the most. How much you enjoyed playing in the snow or drinking hot cocoa, watching Christmas movies, not worrying about how many calories is in the hot cocoa, but sitting and seeing the looks on your kids' faces when they, you know, see the delight and the wonder that is, you know, holiday movies or maybe going to see Santa or, you know, any of those fun experiences that you have with kids or you have as a family, right? It doesn't need to be about the food. It can be about the moments that create the memories. Let those memories be what is most important. Friends, I hope this was helpful. I hope these tips resonated with you. I hope you take them with you through the holidays, feeling confident that you can own your health and you can own your choices and that you have full permission to choose what is really truly satisfying to you and enjoy the holidays, take time for self-care and not stress so much because it really is about enjoyment and joy and memories. All right, friends, have a beautiful week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, HealthyMamaChris.com. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. See you in the next episode.